Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. What a girl wants. And that's going up against. Love will find a way. Oh, please welcome debut Tina back to the battle arena. It's a baby Tina face off. So, two songs that were on the debut album uh, What a Girl Wants and Love Will Find a Way. So, without further ado, let's begin proceedings and talk about What a Girl Wants. So this is track number two of the debut album released in 1999, aptly titled Christina Aguilera, and it was released as the second single of the debut album, also in 1999. Uh, it was written by Shelley Pikin and Guy Roche, and it was produced by Guy Roche. Um, those are two names that we've spoken about before on this podcast. Guy Roche also produced I Turn To You uh, and Shelley also co-wrote Come On Over Baby, Too Beautiful For Words and Don't Make Me Love You. Uh, so a lot of contribution there to the debut album. Uh, the song was originally written and recorded for um, French singer Ophélie Winter um, and she actually had uh, some hand in writing it as well and it was released in 1998, uh, so a year before Christina broke out onto the scene um, for her album Privacy but um, Christina obviously uh, covered it uh, and then when the album credits came out she wasn't credited on Christina's version um, and then also Shelley the writer of the song went to release her own version uh, in 2020 uh, as well which you can see on YouTube uh, it's a bit more of an acoustic vibe uh, but it's nice to see the original songwriter singing her own song. Um, the song was written in the same sessions as the song Bitch by Meredith Brooks. Um, Shelley uh, Piken had said that both of these songs were both inspired by her relationship with her husband um, and you know she said they've sort of very much got a common thread and they're sort of sister songs because um, they're from the same soul um, and they sort of both are in response to the relationship uh, that she shared with her husband and how that sort of made her feel. Um, so yeah I suppose you know like how you got Twin Cities um, they're, they're, they're sort of like sister songs, I suppose. Um, so going back to What A Girl Wants, the song was originally called What A Girl Needs um, and it was pitched to um, RCA, which was the record label uh, that Christina was signed to and is still signed to to today. Um, and it was pitched to the executive Ron Fair, who was instrumental in signing Christina and giving her her record deal. Um, and it was pitched under that title, What A Girl Needs. Um, and the lyric of the chorus was, what a girl needs, what a girl wants. Um, so Ron Fair thought that need sort of sounded well, I suppose, too needy. Um, so he had the writers, uh, Shelley and Guy, sort of flip it to what a girl wants, what a girl needs. Um, and so this sort of 
made it sound a little bit better to the ears it also gave it some i suppose some alliteration between the water and once uh, and then of course the song was retitled to water girl once and then the rest is history um so the song itself um is it finds christina sort of singing the praises of a guy who knows how to treat her right um and treat a lady and stand by her uh, sort of no matter what she's feeling or going through um you know the guy knows what she wants and she's thankful that she gets it and she's sort of treated like royalty like a princess um and uh you know it's uh i suppose it's, it's sort of a thank you letter to to this guy um there are multiple versions of the track um so there's there's two versions of of the track essentially um there's the original version uh, which was on the initial pressings of the album so this is sort of when genie in a bottle was released um and after that the album was released and then of course all the singles followed after um and on the some of the original pressings before what a girl wants was released as the single um there's this original version where it's a lot more stripped back um very sort of soulful vibes very acoustic-y as well um and also the track is in a much much lower key um the lyrics are completely different um in some aspects uh, the chorus is essentially the same um and then the middle eight bridge is is very very different too as well um the whole song has just got a different vibe um, and it is all about the vibe as well it's a lot more soulful um kind of the stuff that christina i suppose wanted to record uh, very early on in her career she sort of really was gravitating towards like an r&b sound that she wanted um her to be recording uh, but you know essentially the label over overrode it and um she was sort of seen as a um the next teen pop star so that's why she ended up recording a lot of um sort of pop um very early on in her career and sort of found her lane uh, in in terms of pop music um and then we've got the second version where it was sort of remixed for the single um where it's done in more of an upbeat sort of pop and r&b version the keys changed it's gone higher and then it changes up the middle eight to this sort of um I suppose it's like a pseudo operatic baroque section um where Christina goes all falsetto and really really quite quirky and experimental for um a song that was um you know very much released in the height of the teen pop where you know every sort of song was pretty much sounding like it was cut from the same cloth um and uh, you know very much sort of following that teen pop late 90s um early naughty sound uh, and then having this middle eight where it just switches it up to this completely different sort of genre it is very very quirky and experimental i remember reading somewhere that christina actually was quite insistent for this bit to be kept in um correct me if i'm wrong fighters send a message to me and uh, spew the filth <laughs> but um I, I think i remember reading somewhere that christine actually wanted to experiment a bit further um you know with this uh, sort of vibe of changing the genre halfway through and and making sort of the ad-libs a lot more r&b based um and very much uh, giving it a bit more of an r&b groove but of course the label uh, were insisting that uh, it was a bit more pop and you know you can hear the r&b influences on there um but essentially essentially this remix version is very much sort of a pop version uh, a bit more of a pop version compared to the original um uh, the pressing uh, of the original version um you know what a girl wants was actually the first track recorded for the debut album uh, recorded in 1998 um ron fair actually liked the song after it he was sort of sent 
liked it. Um, Shelley and Guy had written the song and they essentially they were sort of saving it for a very sort of well-known artist because Christina was very, you know, unknown at the time. You know, she'd only done this sort of one song, which was Reflection um, and was uh, sort of in the process or her record label were in the process of gathering songs for her debut album. Um, and, you know, Ron Fair very much liked the song and the decision was made to release it um, as the second single. Um, you know, the label called for a second recording of the track because, um, you know, of the success of the debut single, Genie in a Bottle, Christina's record label sort of wanted to produce a song with a very similar tone um you know of course Christi early in Christina's career Christina had very little creative control um over what she would release as an artist and wouldn't necessarily gain that control until after the debut album era was over and she started to sort of produce material for stripped um so yeah it, it sort of was very much trying to emulate the the sound of genie in a bottle which was this very pop r&b format um and then you know what a girl wants um is sort of evolved into the song that we all know today um there's also a spanish version of the song um called una mujer which translates to a woman uh, which was featured on christina's spanish album mi reflejo which was sort of released as a side project after the debut album era was over in between that era finishing and the start of a stripped um, era sort of kicking off um, and this version of the track is very much like the radio edit um, of What A Girl Wants where it cuts out the sort of baroque opera section in the middle eight uh, so it's very much more like the radio edit and then of course the lyrics are in Spanish um, I don't speak Spanish <laughs> so I am not amazing with the lyrics etc but um, you know it's a great great version and the vocal sort of the vocal performance of Una Mujer is very very good um, you know because Chris Christina's uh, voice sort of started to get very, very much more rich and, and deeper in tone and um, it, it just sounds amazing. Um, so, of course, What A Girl Wants was a very, very big hit for Christina. Um, it charted at number one on the US Billboard Hot 100 and number three in the UK, which sort of surprised me, but still a very big hit, massive hit on both sides of the pond. Um, so... Let's look at favourite parts and favourite lyrics as we have done with every song on Christina Aguilera Track Battle. Uh, my favourite part has to be the middle eight with this Baroque section, you know, the falsetto that we get. It's just, it's just genius the way that sort of the genre switches up for like 30 seconds of the song. Um, and it, it's just sort of keeps you very, um, it keeps your, your, very attentive in terms of your listening sort of switches it up it's not very like you know it, it's not boring or anything like that it just switches it up and it's very unexpected and, and I really like that I also really do like the outro too um with the whistle note and the ad libs it's just very lush because um there's sort of this sort of background where it sort of sweeps as well I don't know if it's like strings or something but it just sounds really really cool uh, how that sort of um comes in towards the end of the song and I just really, really like it. Um, my favourite lyric has to be from that bridge and that middle eight again. I mean, I'm an absolute sucker for a middle eight, but um, yeah, really, really um, great way uh, of switching up the song and, and keeping you interest. And I really like how it's used here. Uh, but the lyric uh, from here is... Um, what a girl wants, what a girl needs, somebody sensitive, courageous, sexy, cool like you. Uh, it rolls off the tongue so well, really rides that R&B style, beat so much better, um, and then it sort of shows a bit more of a mature side com in comparison to the lyrics of the original version, which, you know, it's a bit more teeny bopper. Um, so, you know, I like that when they did re-record you know, like What A Girl Wants and Come On Over, um, there was a lot more sort of mature lyrics inserted here and um, 
sort of showed a different side to Christina and, and sort of made her feel like she was probably a bit more in control and you know sort of the lyrics that she wanted to write and the stuff that she wanted to release as well um you know of course as it was released as a um a, a single and they had a music video uh quite an iconic music video it was the same director uh, that was used for genie in a bottle which is diane martell uh with tina landon providing the choreography here um so that it's sort of much more comparison to genie in a bottle the lighting in the video is a lot more defined um you know allowing a bit more of a clearer view of christina you know genie in a bottle was at night time and you know christina was out on the sand and you know the lighting was a lot more different whereas um what a girl wants the lighting's a lot more lighter um all these sort of pastel tones as well um the video basically is about christina and her boyfriend who is uh, portrayed by model paul forges if i'm saying that right uh, and it basically um, unwinds as this sort of performance given by Christina and her friends to sort of thank her lover. Um, you know, we, we see this room where there's all these sort of lights and there's some like guys cycling around and there's DJing going on. It's very random. Um, and then Christina and her girls enter, uh, moves her man towards, you know, the end of the room, uh, tells him to close his eyes, uh -uh, no peeking. And then the present is that she breaks out into a tightly choreographed dance um which is very 90s and very random but then we also have sort of solo shots of christina um dispersed in there she sat on top of speakers um and then uh, you know of course later on the guys get involved with the um with the dancing and um we you know we see both of her, her and her boyfriend like in a bird's eye view shot and everyone's surrounding them and you know they're all dancing and then we get the um sort of the baroque section as well where it cuts to christina dressed in sort of like a medieval dress with like a tiara and she's on this chaise lounge where um you know women dance around her as well with these fans it's quite cool and quite quite sassy and i like it um of course it's a staple um on many a live performance she's performed this many many times um you know of course as it being a single um it was a very much a very much a staple on the promo for the debut album tour uh, many times on mtv shows radio concerts uh, debut era tours you know supporting tours as well like when she supported tlc on their fan mail tour before she had a tour of her own um it was also performed uh, towards the end of the set list on the strip tour where there was sort of a breakdown with the with the dmx song x go and give it to you and there was sort of a dance section with her dancers and loads of confetti and then we have the outro of the song and she really explored the whistle range it's one of my favorite performances of the song on on at the strip tour and um, you can see it on the live in uk dvd but the dmx part is actually taken out because it wasn't cleared for copyright um and then in the back to basics tour she sort of switched it up and did a reggaeton version of the track um and has sort of done elements of that on future tours uh, she loves that reggaeton version um um, and then there's also a bit of the acoustic one thrown in there, sort of throwing it back to the original debut version um, on the experience. Uh, and then she's also performed it uh, at the Liberation Tour and the X Tour. So she it is the song that she, she sort of goes to um, uh, in terms of performing, but in terms of switching it up, uh, which I really like. Um, she does it with this and Come On Over Baby. So, yeah, really... Um, really cool how she sort of uh, flirts with different genres here um you know of course this has appeared on the greatest hits it's many on many an essential christina playlist it's definitely a song of hers that she's known for it's like a signature song and she'll continue to perform it and switch it up for for years to come uh which is what a girl wants um so that's enough about that song let's f talk about the song that it's up against which is love will find a way
So this is the penultimate track as it appears on the track listing, track number 11 on the standard version of the track list, also from the debut album released in 1999. It was written and produced by Carl Sturkin and Evan Rogers. Uh, they, as we know, did a couple of songs for Christina on the debut album, this song and Love For All Seasons. And as we spoke about on the Love For All Seasons episode, they've also done with uh, work with the launch of Rihanna's career and sort of actually introduced her to Jay-Z, were instrumental in her record deal. Uh, they wrote her debut single Ponder Replay and also later hit for her Shut Up and Drive. Um, so this is very much like, um, you know, a lot of her album tracks on the debut album, very late 90s, early noughties sounding. Um, and Love Will Find A Way, we see some sort of inspiration from tracks by Mariah Carey, in particular Fantasy and Dream Lover. Uh, so they were released in sort of early 90s. Um, Mariah herself has been a very big influence on Christina's career. Um, they've had a bit of an up and down relationship uh, throughout the years. Christina's always said at the beginning of her career how very much she, she was influenced by Mariah because she sees herself as a vocalist very much like Mariah was. Um, and as a career progressed, there wasn't sort of the niceties exchanged between the two. Something obviously happened. Um, and, um, you know, Mariah's not actually specifically, I don't think spoken about Christina directly or mentioned her name directly, but has definitely alluded to her. Um, you know, Christina more recently has said that there is respect there for Mariah. So, you know, who knows what's going on between these two divas behind the scenes, but there's not always that um that love relationship there, um, or she doesn't they don't sort of speak highly of each other like there are with many other artists and Christina. Um, but Love Will Find a Way, proper nineties R and B pop groover, Christina singing about being young and in love for the first time, being convinced that love will last a while because no one else will be able to tear down what her and her lover have together um you know this is one of those real nostalgia inducing tracks from the debut proper throwback feels of me reading smash hits magazine watching the genie gets a wish vhs just being carefree and young absolutely love it um it's not a song that i listen to of hers a lot um but whenever it comes on you know when i'm listening to the debut album or like my essential christina slay list as i call it I will have a proper bop and a half to it, um, you know, so it's proper nostalgia inducing in that way. Um, let's look at favourite part and favourite lyrics. Um, I'm a sucker for a cracking middle eight, as we know, and we have Christina's harmonised vocals here, classic 90s percussion, bass, breakbeat middle eight. I just live for it. I've said so many times on this podcast, this is the one thing I really like about um, the way that Debutina's vocals are is, is sort of the ability of them to sort of harmonise them uh, with herself and create these sort of gorgeous lush tones to her voice. It sounds just so perfect. Um, my favourite lyric um, has to be, no, the rain won't last forever. Find a way to make it better, long as we can stand together. There's lots of mentions of the word rain um, on a lot of these Debutina album tracks. Um, I Turn To You, Love For All Seasons. Um, and then we fast forward to her having her daughter called Summer Rain coincidence hmm i'll let you be the judge but yeah rain just a just a, a commentary on that word there and how much it's used in um in the lyrics of the debut album um she likes that rain or her writers like that rain um so yeah there we go um this song is very much like love for all seasons you know it's a debut album track that's not necessarily timeless but sort of very nostalgia inducing it reminds me of you know getting my special edition debut album with the red slip disc and playing it on my cd player in my room and just dancing around and being goofy and silly and not having a care in the world before things like bills and all that took over good times absolutely great times um but yeah really really great song love will find a way i really like sort of the the throwback elements of it um 
I suppose it's a, it wasn't considered a throwback at the time, uh, very much in trend of the, the late 90s. But, you know, looking back at it now, it is very much a throwback track. Um, and it's one of those songs that, um, you know, just makes you sort of yearn for the good times. Very nice. So we've heard about What A Girl Wants and we've heard about Love Will Find A Way, but there can only be one winner. So let's get that drum roll, please. And the winner is... What a girl wants. Congratulations to What a girl wants. I mean, of course, it had to win there. Uh, it's very timeless. It's such a bop. It's always a song I will gravitate to when listening to Debutina. Um, definitely one of my favourites from the album. Uh, and it's just a song that it just sort of adapts so well. You know, Christina's changed the genre so many times when she's performed this live and it still sounds fresh and it still sounds amazing. So, you know, Love Will Find A Way, very great. Uh, I, I'm always yearning for nostalgia and it's such a good thing to get nostalgia from, you know, an artist that's lasted so many years and is still going and is still recording and releasing music. But, you know, What A Girl Wants is always, you know, one of those songs, it's a signature song and it is a fantastic song as well. Um, and, you know, her vocal performance on it, we've got the whistle notes, we've got this change up of the genre in the middle eight just perfect um so commiserations to love will find a way but congratulations to what a girl wants and that concludes our debutina face-off um join us again for the next episode where we'll be looking at songs all about living for now and in the moment but in two very different ways being very cryptic there but you will find out what songs they are when you listen to next week's episode thank you so much for listening that is it for today's show um i really appreciate all your lovely messages that you send and the love that you have for this podcast it fills me with great joy uh keep them coming i can't wait to hear what you think about this track battle um if you like the show please be sure to subscribe leave comments leave reviews check us out on instagram and twitter at extina track battle and i will respond to all your messages there as well join us again for next week's episode and thank you very much again for listening ta-ta